Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Faunus Vibes Only. Firstly, I just wanted to start off this episode by thanking you for listening to my podcast. As time has gone on, more and more people have reached out to me, just letting me know that they can relate to my podcast, or it's insightful, or inspiring, or it's helped in some way. And I, I can't say enough how much that truly makes my day, and I, I really appreciate it. Um, I know podcasts aren't for everyone, and especially with how deep some of these topics can be, I, I know it's a lot. Um, so to have people take time out of their day to listen to me and for it to also like resonate and, and help in different ways, um, it just really warms my heart, and I'm really grateful. So thank you so much for supporting my uh, my special project. Um, I remember in one podcast I was a guest on, I was asked a question similar to what advice I would give for either someone that didn't have the means to move out or get the help they needed or someone that was in my shoes. Um, and I essentially remember I froze for for a good 10 seconds, I would say, after I was asked that question. And I really tried to come up with an answer. Um, And normally, if I get a question that I'm either not prepared for or need a minute to think about it, like I can quickly come up with an answer and and have something that I want to share. However, for that question, I just realized I felt really helpless in that moment. Um, I have so much advice for after I've separated myself from a situation that I was in. And as I've started this healing journey, and especially being an adult and having a lot more freedom. However, when I was going through my childhood, I didn't really have advice from people or even advice to give myself or have the means to get help. And I didn't really know what to do. I didn't really think too much about it until I got older. Um, I kind of stuck to the motto of fake it until you make it. And only as I got older did I learn some ways to separate myself. So I'm not one to throw kind of a diagnosis about someone out there, even if I have a hefty amount of research pointing towards something specific. Um, I I don't think it's my place and I'm not a professional, so I just kind of do a lot of research and keep some things to myself. Um, However, it's obvious that my parents didn't have or operate by the same logic or feelings or needs as a healthy individual. Um, And one of my parents would just enable the behavior aside from their own issues. So today I thought I would focus on advice that I can pass down as I look back with the experience and reflecting I've done now that I wish I could have shared to my younger self. Um, And before I share some of this advice, I'm going to share some examples of the types of issues I was surrounded by and had to deal with. So there's some kind of context to the advice. Um, And I'll put this out there ahead of time. 
As for what I'm about to say, I am really sorry if you are able to relate. Um, but I I hope that some of the advice that I share later on in this episode can help or at least be a reminder of things to remember. Um, so here are some examples and then advice of things I would share um, to take care and look after yourself if you are living with or close to someone with similar issues as to what I'm going to describe. So the first thing was physically hurting or violence as a form of punishment. If you've listened to enough episodes by now or maybe even just one, you already know that was something that frequently happened um, in my life. Uh, I don't think that needs more elaboration. The next issue that I was faced with was always making critical or damaging comments. Um, my parents did that all the time. And I don't know if they thought this was a way to motivate. Um, and that's why they justified it, saying these things despite it being really wrong and obviously damaging to a child hearing this stuff from very early on in their life. Um, but again, this was day-to-day -day stuff that I heard, and I just thought it was normal and expected it, and for a very long time, unfortunately, ended up believing a lot of it. The next is humiliating the child in front of other people. Um, just to list some examples, and these are the examples that always stick out to me when I think of this because I can still feel the embarrassment and hurt that I felt in that moment. And I can remember it so vividly until this day. Um, the first example that came to mind was I was the last game in this chess tournament for, um, I was like the last round and everyone was watching my game and I was like completely winning but I kind of panicked and I ended up drawing or losing the game. I don't remember which results. Um, and it was a very embarrassing loss or draw because again, I was completely winning. And the very first thing that I do when I finish the game is I look up to see people's reactions and my dad was standing there. So I look at him and all he does is he just laughs where obviously everyone can hear. And then he just walks away. And People are looking at me, you know, some people walk away. No one else laughed. Like, you know, people were surprised that I might have thrown the game. People might have felt sad for me, but people just like looked at me and left like normal people would. And as soon as my dad left and walked away, I just started crying. And that didn't help because there were so many people just watching and my chess coach at the time i had an in-person chess coach at the time he sat down next to me he gave me a hug and he basically told me that it was okay and you know everyone ended up leaving and he just sat there with me until i was ready to get up and go eat some food and that touched my heart until this day. 
I get a little emotional still thinking about it because that was a really good coach that I had. Um, I really looked up to him. And that is what a parent should have done. But instead, my chess coach at the time had to do that. So I felt humiliated. And then the next memory that I remember very vividly, I don't remember exactly how old I was. I was either 15, 16, maybe 17, but I think it was probably around that age, basically. I went to a coffee shop with my mother and some relatives, a couple other relatives. And we started talking about chess and obviously the whole thing about me needing to reach 2200 USCF, yada yada, came up and all the comparison and whatever started happening. And um, I eventually just started crying. Um, and it was already embarrassing to cry in front of my relatives because it wasn't like it was the first time, but I feel like the older you get, you know, the, the more embarrassing it got, at least for me. But it was also the fact that I was crying in a public place where people were literally walking up and down and it wasn't a big place. It was a small place. So people could literally just see me. Um, and I was pissed off when we left. I was sad. I didn't talk much. But it was another just memory of me just being embarrassed in front of other people, whether it was people I knew or if it was strangers. So that's another example of an issue that I have a lot of memories with. The next is the term parentification, which is it occurs when a child is regularly expected to provide emotional or practical support for a parent instead of receiving that support themselves. So I experienced emotional parentification a ton. I would have to be the mediator between a lot of fights between my parents and effects that came after a fight between them. There was a lot of manipulation, gaslighting, and there were usually more extreme actions that were threatened or even done during those times. And because of it, aside from just the day-to-day -day stuff, I wasn't really able to learn how to put my own needs or emotions first, because firstly, they never really mattered when I brought them up. And secondly, my mother and her emotions would always end up being the victim in any situation. And I always had to put her needs first to make sure nothing happened. And kind of related to that, is the issue of unpredictable anger. Um, I always felt like I was walking on eggshells to be as good of a kid as I could or to keep her happy, just so the chances something tipped her off and everything went downhill was less. But at the end of the day, I, I really believe I was as good of a kid as it could have gotten like throughout my whole childhood. Um, but still, unpredictable anger, I could only do so much.
Um, and then another issue that I will mention is controlling a child's behavior. So even as I got older, we're talking like, you know, late teen years, um, I still lacked a lot of independence and autonomy. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't stop certain activities, even if it was, even if I absolutely hated them or if it was detrimental, not just to me, but to our family as a whole because of all the consequences and pressure that came with it. Um, seeing friends or attending events was not an easy task to accomplish. I had no freedom with my phone and privacy and boundaries just really was non-existent. Um, and I understand that there are limits to everything a child receives and does um, you know, at least until they're an adult. Like, I understand that. I understand safety concerns. I understand all of that. Um, however, these restrictions were really extreme. And I believe it definitely hindered my ability to live freely or develop skills as I got older and started interacting with the real world more. So those were a lot of issues that I dealt with throughout my life. Um, and now kind of for the self-care tips I wish I could tell my younger self. Um, the first is to be, be prepared for the relationship to change. So as I mentioned above with some of the issues, my mother was always unstable. Um, and so this did mean that I was always on edge. But being able to just accept that the shift can happen at any point, no matter how much you try to be good or try to do whatever you need to do to meet the needs of that person, the shift is still going to happen at any time. And at the end of the day, it is out of your control. So by being prepared for that, you know, it can at least help you mentally a little bit. The next tip I would pass down is do not take it personally. You are not doing anything wrong. You are simply existing and just trying to do your best. You're trying to meet your needs or even push them down to meet the needs of another person. Even if you are not responsible for when someone is in a bad mood because you're not responsible for their emotions and you cannot control how they act. And the next tip is to let go of the need for approval from that person. I really wish I had someone to tell me this um, a long time ago. I, I spent so much of my life just trying to make my mother happy and, and do and act however she wanted so there could be stability for as long as possible. But that caused so much damage and anxiety to me. And I feel like it rewired me in so many ways that I should not have been rewired to act and think. And I think that took away a lot of the things that I did achieve. Like, I did so much... I feel like I accomplished a lot throughout my life. 
And, you know, I was compared to my peers a lot. And obviously, there's always going to be someone that's doing more than you or better at you at a certain skill or game or whatever. But that shouldn't take away from your own accomplishments. And that's why I hate when I'm compared to someone or when anyone is compared to anyone. Like at the end of the day, you are your own person. You are going through your own things in life. You are doing the best you can and you're doing what you can. And I feel like I think the thing that I bring up a lot is is just how much chess destroyed um, destroyed me in this this stupid goal of this national master title that I I never achieved. I came I don't even remember like fourteen or twenty points away from reaching twenty two hundred, and I just never did. Um, and I felt like that was the only way to get my mother's approval or validation and to actually see her happy. And I wish I just had let go that need to to do that or accomplish that because I felt like it took away so much from what I did within chess and even outside of chess while I was balancing everything on my plate from academics to extracurriculars to dealing with the hell at home. So let go the need for that approval. The next is to look for people who will support you and listen to you. Um, I wish I had realized what I was experiencing was so unhealthy and unsafe as it was. And I wish I had opened up to someone I trusted and would have listened to me about it a lot earlier than I did. I think I only started doing that as a teenager. And I wish I had done that as a kid. Um, I, I think because as someone that never got heard within my own household, I assumed that I wouldn't get heard outside of it. And there, I didn't really know how to bring it up. And it was also like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to start something that I didn't know how to handle. I was like, if I start telling people, who am I even going to tell? What's going to happen? And there was a lot of things that kind of ran through my mind. And, you know, especially as a kid, I just assumed it was normal. So I didn't even bother attempting to tell anyone until later on. But if you are younger, and even if you're not, finding someone that you really trust to support and listen to you can be really helpful. The next is to do not try to change or understand the way that they view you. Um, again, if I could understand this at a younger age, this would have been able to give me a lot more of peace of mind. But that's really important to remember. You cannot change, you cannot control how people view you. All you can do is make sure that you view yourself in a loving way. Make sure that you are nice to yourself. Know that you are doing your best. Know that you have accomplished a lot. Um, there was a lot of times where I was just called lazy. And I was viewed as lazy and it was like, you know, again, this comparison thing that happened like so much throughout my life and pissed me off. 
it's like, you know, oh, all these kids go to school, they have all these extracurriculars, then they come home and they have to do yada, 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 and how come they're a better chess player than you, for example? And it was like, I wasn't lazy. Like, I was doing a lot, and I had a lot on my plate, whether my parents realized that or not. And on top of that, sometimes just waking up and getting out of bed was an accomplishment in itself for me some days. And when you're dealing with the amounts of emotions and instability that you're dealing with, it's so important to be compassionate to yourself. It's so important. It doesn't matter how people view you. What matters is how you view yourself. The next kind of related to that is practice actions and words that are kind to yourself. Validate your emotions, please. They are real. They are telling you something. It's so easy to just put your emotions down, to put your needs down, to just shove it under the carpet because of who you're dealing with and the fact that you have to put their needs first. But even if you have to do that, at the end of the day, come back to yourself. Check in with your emotions, how you felt, reflect, see what it's telling you. And if you're someone that unfortunately has to hear a lot of harmful, damaging things about yourself that other people tell you, if you're viewed in a in a mean light from someone, it's so important to balance that and cancel that out with words that are kind to yourself. List traits about yourself that you are proud of, that you are happy to have. I always remind myself that with all the shit that I went through, I am the person that I am today. And I... I feel like I struggle to be proud with myself with a lot of things. That is one thing that I can say for certain I'm I am proud of. The type of person that I became. That I can show empathy, that I can be compassionate to myself and and others, that I can listen to people. That I can offer advice and be someone that people can trust. And, you know, list them. And be proud of them. I'm able to be in touch with my emotions. And, you know, it's it's kind of like positive affirmations. But show that love to yourself. Because if I could tell that to my younger self, if I didn't do it, Unfortunately, there wasn't really anyone else to do it for me. And I think I went so long without hearing those positive words to myself. That it was something that I needed to hear every day. And lastly, understand that this is going to be a long journey. Whether you're separating yourself from that person or space, whether it takes a while or not, 
the healing is always going to take a while. And I did not realize that when I first started my healing journey. I knew it would be a lot. I was ready. I was prepared. I was open to it. But I felt like I just discovered a whole nother world. Um, and just, you know, be able to tell yourself that that's okay. And that's how it's going to be. And to take it one day, one hour at a time. Because life in itself is crazy. Life is an adventure. And so is healing. It is a long journey. It's a roller coaster. Not every day is going to be a good day. Healing is uh, is not linear. And that's totally okay. There's this quote that I discovered recently and... I think it's become one of my um, favorite quotes. It's healing doesn't mean the damage never existed. It means the damage no longer controls your life. And I think that's beautiful. So those are all my tips, some self-care tips and, and ways to kind of look after yourself. At the end of the day, I know it's all easier said than done. and. I know it might not be a lot, but hopefully it can be a reminder of how to at least show some love and compassion to yourself. And again, I'm sorry if you had to relate to any of the issues I described. No one deserves to go through that. Um, it hurts me to think about that there are a lot of people that have gone through this and and different things and, and different extremes and everything, but... I just hope this could help in some way. So thank you for listening. I I always appreciate your time. And I hope you're, that you're doing okay. If you're not doing okay, here's my reminder that it's okay to not be okay. Be kind to yourself. Get some food in you. Drink some water. Take care of yourself. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.